Week in COVID News. You know, I have a feeling we're going to be discussing COVID for a very long time on a regular basis, but it's a, it's a known fact that we were going to see variants. So let's go ahead and discuss that. But again, this is something that we already knew. Um, it's not something new. This is the problem with um, coronaviruses. They they do um, they they mutate and do all kinds of sorts of crazy things. But let's talk about there's the UK variant, there's the Brazilian variant, and in this conversation, I'm going to focus a little bit on the Brazilian variant. So, as we know, because I've complained about it. Um, you know, are raising the red flag. Our, our southern border is open. And the reality is that the Brazilian variant is looking like it's more and more contagious. And therefore, because it's more contagious, it can be more deadly. The spike protein of the virus, once it gets into the body, it hits and latches on to the ACE2 receptors, like a lock and key. So it's got a more powerful punch. It affects people more effectively. What that may mean and what preliminary signs are showing is that the vaccine may not be as effective with the variant. Also, for people like me who have the antibodies from the original um, COVID, those antibodies may not be enough to catch it. It appears that this strain has the ability to overpower the antibodies. It can escape the antibody, antibodies. So we will see this variant. The border towns will see this variant. Yes, it's going to start there first, obviously, and they are seeing it. Um, I saw a report as the closest that I saw of this variant to us right now was Wisconsin, I believe, but we will see this variant. People travel across the country for many reasons, um, some perfectly, you know, Innocent, you know, for instance, my dad is a truck driver. He at times has to go to Texas. So therefore he would be traveling there. You know, the possibility would be, and then where does he come home to? He comes home to Ohio. So people travel across the country and including the illegal immigrants being bussed from there to wherever and put on planes, planes packed so we will see the variants, but we can lessen it by stopping the flood of it coming in across that border unchecked. Mutations and variants are dangerous. Open borders are deadly. Sorry. Not, uh, the, no, I'm really not sorry. That's the truth. This open border situation is going to be deadly on many, many, many levels. This is why a new flu shot comes out yearly. This is another reason why this so-called vaccine isn't the end-all be-all. This surge coming will be the mutations, not because we didn't mitigate properly, not because mask mandates are being lifted, not because we're vi you're visiting your families. It, there's, it's just a natural thing. And if you want to be mad at somebody, point that to the CCP. Okay? You know, 18,000 undocumented minors and we don't have the facilities for it. We have weak Joe and cackling Kamala. Everybody knows this. That's why the surge came. 
Them and the media are flat out lying about it. You know, there is a story that I am going to read now, and I know I am um, combining for just a little bit the immigration problem with the COVID problem, because in this case, they are one in the same. So just the news um, article, dozens of unaccompanied migrant teens test positive for COVID-19 at San Diego Convention Center. Keep in mind, when I read this, this is just one location. One. Most of them tested positive for the virus before arriving at the shelter. Six tested positive among arrival Saturday. Another four tested positive since then. There are now 723 unaccompanied migrant girls being held at the convention center. At least 247 arrived on Monday. About 250 are expected to arrive at the center every other day until the shelter hits its 1,400-person capacity, according to the Department of Health and Human Services spokesperson. The first group of migrants reached the shelter Saturday and are made up of unaccompanied girls 13 to 17 years old. Officials expect the facility to reach its maximum capacity by April 4th. That's how fast this one location is filling up. We won't even discuss that there are teachers headed there to teach these children when in San Diego, their own students are not in-person learning yet. But anyway, we have this news coming out and to distract, that's what it is, is a distraction. Learn to start pointing these things out. To distract, Dr. Burks goes on air. Oh, Trump was so mean. Oh, he he was mean to me. We had uncomfortable discussions. And Dr. Fauci goes and does his media flip-flops. The new CDC director has an emotional meltdown on TV, crying and, and whatever else. Listen, the federal government was never going to be able to stop the spread of a virus. The Trump administration cleared the path of the private sector business to come up with solutions like PPE, like the vaccines, like hand sanitizer and other things as fast as they could. Providing for the defense is the first task of our government. So you shut down travel, you shut down the borders. They're doing the opposite now. Trump shut down travel and got heck for it. Trump shut down the borders and got heck for it. They reversed those. And now they want to cry about COVID. After that, the virus was already, it's, it's here, okay? And viruses spread. We should know how to stay well. Take your vitamins, your hand washing, use your hand sanitizer, use your common sense. We should not need the federal government to change our diapers. We're not babies. The federal government should be providing for the common defense. So they need to focus on that and not this TV propaganda that they have going on, the fear mongering. Be an adult. Be a parent. Be an American. Be free thinking. Be responsible. The federal government could not then and cannot now keep you from getting sick. The federal government can't protect you from a virus, but the federal government can freaking shut down the border. And yet here we are letting a flow of migrants in and they're switching the messaging back to COVID to distract 
from that fact. Okay, you know what? I get it. Trump was mean. He was abrupt. You know, but guess what? He developed those vaccines you're touting. Biden is Mr. Nice Guy, and the border is being flooded. Trump was a problem solver. That got him attacked. Biden is an old foal asleep at the wheel, but he's nice about it. Mean versus nice. That's what we're playing here. Mean versus nice. It is insane. This is insane. I'm going to be quite blunt for just a second. And let me say something very, very clearly in a very blunt and frank manner. Mr. Biden is anything but decent. He is anything but nice. And he is anything but moral. So shove it. I'm dead serious. Maybe maybe you like the whispering to you. You know what that reminds me of? A creepy old man that was around during my childhood that did not very nice things. Okay? That's what that reminds me of. So you can take Mr. Biden, Mr. Nice Guy, and shove it. He's anything but. And the scarf queen, queen, she can say whatever she wants about mitigate about not mitigating. We didn't do this and we didn't do that. And, you know, Trump closed the borders. He had PPE developed. He had hand sanitizer. He had BiPAPs ventilators developed. He, he got the process moving on the vaccine in a calendar year. Whether I'm going to take it or not is besides the point. I've told you before my stance on that. But the fact that they were able to do it in a year is amazing in and of itself. I'm not going to be a guinea pig. That is, I, I do not sign up for clinical um, trials, especially when there is legal cover. And you cannot have any repercussions on them because they have complete cover. But adults have to keep themselves healthy and well. That is not something the federal government can do. The free states versus the lockdown states. Okay? We see several states um, that are pretty much open. Texas, Florida, um, a few others have joined suit there. And then you have the lockdown states. And life sucks in these states. I mean, it just sucks. No wonder these people are miserable. And they're having horrible increases in numbers. It's worse in those states. So they are not enjoying their lives and they're seeing their numbers go up. And the so-called very nice old guy can just leave me and my family alone. I don't need his advice. How about you leave me and a whole bunch of the other of us alone and you go fix this plan at the border here? Don't be a child. Don't be insane. Realize it's a distraction. Learn to point them out. And if mean equals freedom, if mean equals border security, if mean means not allowing 18,000 minor illegal children to be warehoused, piled, and stacked on one another, to be released in the wilds of this country, and tens of thousands of illegal adults right along with them into this country on top of that, I'm fine with mean. A disgusting disaster. So take your so called Mr. Nice Guy, and I'll take mean any day of the week. I'll take personal responsibility and do what I can to take precautions. Live my life and enjoy it every single minute of it, knowing that if something happens, I enjoyed life. 
I know where I'm going should something happen. Take all of the steps to avoid. Increase your vitamin D. Whatever it tells you to take, you should be taking a little more. Vitamin D, zinc, wash your hands, wipe things down, have a healthy diet. If you get it, increase that vitamin D some more, increase that zinc some more. Take, uh, they have found that a Z-Pack helps, a steroid helps, Pepsid. There's also Ivermectin and the Sunday Sunday, okay? Get yourself some Sunday Sunday. In Africa, that's what they call hydrochloroquine. It is so safe that they take it every Sunday to avoid some of the things that they have there. Okay, they've done this for years and years and years and years and years. I previously took hydrochloroquine, plaquenil, had no adverse effects. Okay, get yourself some ivermectin in Sunday, Sunday. If you get this, a Z-Pack, a steroid, take Pepsid, increase your vitamin D, increase your zinc. There's a lot of things you can take. There are therapeutics. It is not an automatic death sentence to get COVID. Warm weather is here. Open air is so good for you. We are going to be okay. We're nearing that herd immunity. My goodness, our president cannot form a complete sentence. Our vice president cannot stop, stop laughing like a hyena at the most inappropriate mom moments. Remove their doom and gloom and be cautious. Take care of yourself. Make your own health decisions and rely on them and their administration for nothing. The work on oneself begins with one's self. Okay, we're going to talk a little more about immigration. I think by now I've realized that it's going to be a subject that we are going to have to address um, for quite a while, apparently. <clears throat> but as if bringing in the variant isn't enough of a reason to stop this madness, let's, um, let's read a few stories. There's another brave story by Natalie Winters at the National Pulse. Pedophiles, domestic abusers apprehended while crossing the southern border. This um, border patrol agent in this sector, remind, remember, this is just one specific location, encountered a group of illegal aliens and records check conducted on the individuals in the group revealed that Jose Shul Cruz, a 36-year-old Mexican national, was a convicted felon and registered sex offender. Shul Cruz had convictions for sexual assault, corporal injury of a spouse or cohabitant, and disorderly conduct. He also had seven previous Border Patrol apprehensions. The agents also intercepted an illegal alien um, that record check revealed the man, 32-year-old, um, and I'm not even going to attempt the name, was previously convicted on July 1st, 2009 for annoying or, a, or molesting a victim under 18. That occurred in Los Angeles, California, for which he was sentenced to three years probation for the sex crime. As, as we discussed last week, the mainstream has kind of gotten the green light, um, and they are covering the border. A CBS reporter, and I will put her Twitter handle in the show notes because I'm not even going to attempt her last name, but her first name is Nicole. She toured, and if you look on her Twitter feed, you will see the pictures, but she toured a temporary border facility in Donna, Texas. This is the first time the Biden administration had let them in. There was a pod designed for 32 migrant children under CDC guidelines. 
that is now holding 615. The Outdoor Recreation Center was used to um, do COVID testing, and they counted 50 COVID-positive kids waiting on a bus. More than 2,000 migrants have been there over the 72-hour legal limit, and at least 39 of them have been there for more than 15 days, obviously well over that 72 hours. The deputy chief of U.S. Border Patrol said that self-separation at the border is occurring because unaccompanied migrant children recross the border without their parents so that they can seek legal asylum in the United States. They all, he also told reporters that they anticipate in this location in Donna, Texas, they anticipate 1 million encounters of migrants in fiscal year 2021. Now, if they are running at their 250 person capacity, this facility costs $6 million per month to operate under their current capacity, it is costing us $16 million per month to operate this one facility. Okay, also by Natalie Winters, 42 million migrants seeking to enter USA from Latin America. So let's, um, let's read some of this. 42 million adults from Latin America and the Caribbean want permanent residence in the U.S., according to new Gallup polling. The Gallup poll finds that 35% of the 120 million individuals in the region seeking to leave their country are wanting to come here to America. And that number doesn't appear to include children or family members that could then be brought to the U.S. via chain migration. As a candidate in September 2020, Joe Biden's proposed amnesty of illegal Im immigrants residing in the U.S. would lead to 77 million foreign nationals being added to the United States population. And here is 42 million more that want to come. This will affect you. It will affect me. It will affect our children. It will affect our grandchildren. Our lives are going to be affected in ways I don't even think we can yet imagine. The red flags are there. Are we going to pay attention to them? That's the question we need to answer. KVEO TV, six month old rescued after being thrown into the Rio Grande River. If I pronounced that wrong, I apologize. I've told you before, I really stink at this. So let's read about, and this story does end on a positive note, but let's listen to what happens to this mother. Texas Department of Public Safety, South Texas Special Operations Group helped U.S. Border Patrol rescue a six-month-old girl from the Rio Grande River. The mother and child have been waiting in Mexico since December to cross into the U.S. The mother paid smugglers $3,500 to cross the river into the United States. The mom was assaulted by the smugglers in Mexico, which resulted in her having a broken leg. The family of two crossed the river in rafts along with 67 adults and 150 children. While crossing, the six-month-old baby was thrown out of the raft. Thanks to our great agents, the child was safe and is now with her mother in Border Patrol custody. The fact is that for these cartels, this is big business. These cartels are making a ton. All while not only smuggling humans, but they're smuggling drugs. Human trafficking and kids being trafficked is 
increasing to numbers that I can't even explain. And we're just allowing it. That, that is the most frustrating part. Okay. And I will put this Twitter um, account in there in the show notes as well. But harrowing stories of sexual abuse are among some of what a Border Patrol agent says are hit hard as he details what some of the unaccompanied migrant children at the U.S. border have told him. By not tightening the border, we prop up human traffickers. We make their transactions possible. Shame on this administration for doing this. There is also video of from that US, U.S. Customs and Border Protection released on Wednesday showing two toddlers being abandoned on the U.S. side of the southern border. This video is, in, it is sickening to watch. These smugglers come up the fence with these small children. They're obviously toddlers. They're, they're so small. And he, they drop them. Just these fences, these, they are not just small fences like we would have in our yard. These toddlers are dropped. A huge difference. They're hanging there by their arms. And then he, they drop them. Down comes one. I'm watching it right now. The other one hands him another one. And he drops another one. And then the smugglers go back to the other side and flee and leave those two toddlers there on their own. This is disgusting. It's just disgusting what is happening to children on an international boundary. I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope that at some point we can get this under control because this is not a safe situation on any level, not on any level. All right, I wanna talk a little bit about some of the changes that are occurring in some of the states as to them making some changes in their election laws. And first, first up, um, Georgia. I know that some other states are making some changes too. Um, most notably, probably Arizona, and they're looking at an audit there. So I will be keeping an eye on that. And eventually, I do want to go into this a little, um, a little more in depth because in that time frame back in November of 2020 it is a diff it's definitely something they don't want us to talk about and we should be talking about it I listened to hours and hours of sworn testimonies I've read lots of sworn affidavits and I would like to I would like to share some of that with you and we're, we're gonna see a whole lot more coming out about this but for today Let's focus on Georgia and some of the changes that they are making. And quite frankly, I'm here for it. The state legislatures in these states that were clearly problematic need to step up. And I am glad that finally it seems that um, a few of them are. Now, the changes came in Georgia because several people testified in Senate hearings and gave sworn affidavits because they went to vote um, in the election and someone had already voted absentee using their name. Because at that time, Stacey Abrams had made a lot of changes and you could just request people voted that shouldn't have voted. They voted for other people, obviously. And it was because there were a lot of rushed things pushed in with COVID as the excuse 
but regardless, they have made a, a number of changes. Now, among those changes are an ID requirement being one, and there was a, there were other changes. Um, basically, an activist couldn't be in line handing out water or snacks. I've never seen people lose their mind over water or snacks. I'm quite capable of providing myself my own water if I'm going to go vote or my own snacks. I don't I don't want anybody bothering me in the line when I am voting. So I'm not really understanding what the big deal about them not being able to be provided water and snacks are, but the ID requirements. Um, people are losing their minds over this. They've they've lost their minds. I have had to show my ID to buy cold medicine. Cold medicine. I have full faith in every American citizen. I think they are all capable. Every single one of us are capable of obtaining an ID in the fact that some don't have faith in another person's ability to accomplish that task is not nice. It is demeaning. But of course, by like many things, Biden attempted to speak on it. And he, it was so bad that the Washington Post fact-checked his speech. So I'm going to refer now to the Washington Post and the story here. And I'll read you what Mr. Biden said in his speech, what I'm worried about is how un-American this whole initiative is. It's sick. It's sick. Deciding that you're going to end voting at five o'clock when working people are just getting off of work. Among the outrageous parts of this new state law, it ends voting hours early so working people can't cast their vote after their shift is over. Let's get to the facts. On election day in Georgia, polling places are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And if you are in line by 7 p.m., you are allowed to cast your ballot. Nothing in the new law changes those rules. However, the law did make some changes to early voting. It expands the opportunities to vote for most Georgians, not limit them. One of the biggest changes in the bill would expand early voting access for most counties, adding an additional mandatory Saturday and formally codifying Sunday voting hours. Counties can have early voting open as long as 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at minimum. If you live in a larger metropolitan county, you might not notice a change. For most other counties, you will have an extra weekend day and your weekday early voting hours will likely be longer. During the 2020 election, for instance, vote rich Fulton County set early voting hours at 8.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. on most weekdays and two Saturdays through the last week, though the last weekdays had 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. voting hours. Voting was allowed on two Sundays between 12 p.m. and 6 p.m. Under the new law, Fulton County could set the exact same hours for in-person early voting or expand them from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. The Washington Post sought an explanation from the White House for the reason for Biden's remarks, but, but did not receive an on-the-record response. Talking. Biden framed his complaint in terms of a slap at working people. The law would end voting at five o'clock when working people are just getting off work. 
or ends voting hours early so working people can't cast their vote after their shift is over. Many listeners might assume he was talking about voting on election day, not early voting, but election day hours were not changed. Under the new law, counties have the option to extend the voting hours so voters can start casting ballots as early as 7 a.m. and as late as 7 p.m., the same as Election Day in Georgia. Moreover, an additional mandatory day of early voting on Saturday was added, and two days of early voting on Sunday were codified. One could understand a flub in a news conference. Not an understatement. But then the same claim popped up in an official presidential statement. Not a single expert we consulted who has studied the law understood why Biden made this claim, as this was the section of law that expanded early voting for many Georgians. Somehow, Biden managed to turn that expansion into a restriction aimed at working people calling it among the uh, calling it among the outrageous parts of the law there's no evidence that this is the case the president earns four pinocchios when the washington post gives this man four pinocchios it's bad bad I'll note that when I was looking into this, it is free to obtain a state ID in Georgia. Again, I have full faith in every American citizen, and I think that all of us are capable of obtaining an ID. The fact that they are insinuating that some aren't capable is demeaning. So not only did Biden repeat this lie and his administration repeat this lie, Coke, the CEO of Coke, came out and made statements. Delta Airlines CEO came out and made statements. Now, keep in mind First of all, for a shareholders meeting at Coke to attend, you have to show an ID. And as far as Delta is concerned, they said that having to show an ID when voting is, quote, unacceptable, end quote. But Photo ID is required to fly with Delta Airlines. The Georgia legislature responded, and they are looking to revoke Delta's multi-million dollar tax exemptions and benefits in the state. See, apparently, Delta has this really cushy deal in Georgia. The the Georgians, they pay a gas tax, a fuel tax, when they fill up. Delta does not pay any fuel tax in Georgia, which according to John Fredericks of the John Fredericks Radio Network, is estimated to be a savings of $35 million. It does not appear that this um, tax break will come in this session of their legislature, but it is coming. So Biden, the woke corporations, and the media will continue to repeat lies over and over and over. Don't be fooled. Saints. With Republican led legislatures with teeth are the only chance we have right now. And I am looking forward to seeing the courageous legislatures take these problems on.
week, Biden introduced a radical $2 trillion infrastructure plan. It's basically the Green New Deal under a new shiny name. You know, my friend's granddaughter always used to say, it's spockily, it's spockily. Well, this new shiny um, infrastructure bill, which is just the new, the Green New Deal under a spockily new name, raises taxes, increases the debt, it bans right-to-work laws, it kills more energy jobs, and there are Green New Deal mandates. So there are massive subsidies for wind, solar, and electric vehicles. There's $85 billion for mass transit. There's $213 billion for energy-efficient housing. $35 billion for climate change. $25 billion for racial and gender inequities. And I could go on and on and on. Taxpayers are on the hook for all of it. You know, by the end of Biden's first 100 days, we will have spent $6 trillion. Opened the border to the South, created a humanitarian crisis, just, just really eviscerated the oil and gas industry, killed that we know of 20,000 jobs via the pipeline and even more uh, in other industries that kind of rely on the oil and gas industry. Our adversaries are all mocking us. You think I'm kidding? No. North Korea testing missiles again. The Russian military making movements at the Ukrainian border. And China is making deals with Iran. All by the end of the first hundred days. Good job. Outstanding if you're into that sort of thing, I guess. Vaccine passports. I'm keeping an eye on this, but I believe they are coming. I don't think at first we will see it from the government, but they're having the private sector do their dirty work. And I believe I've explained this before, that I think it won't come from the government, but it will come from the private private sector, as in um, Fortune 500 employers, airlines, public establishments, restaurants, venues like arenas. This is why they are mad about some states reopening. And an official actually said out loud on CNN what they have been trying to keep quiet. And I quote, if everything is reopened, how are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? End quote. It's coming. The only way really to stop it at this point is to be willing to face some kind of banishment for a short time. You know what? Maybe you're going to have to cancel a trip that you had planned uh, overseas. Maybe you're going to have to cancel. um, So far, I don't think the airlines are requiring a vaccination, but maybe you'll have to cancel a trip across country right now. But I I assure you, there are plenty of places within driving distance in this great country that you will be able to visit and you will be glad that you did. We have so much beauty in this country here. You have no need to, to worry about traveling outside of the country right now. Maybe you have to walk out of a restaurant. Maybe you have to find a new job. It will be inconvenient. It will be uncomfortable. You will probably lose some money. You might lose some friends. And you might lose some niceties. You have to draw a line somewhere. 
decide what's that line and dig in and stand firm. The government is loving the switch that they are about to pull off. And like I said, they're going to let the Fortune 500 do the job. Will you let them? Will you be able to dig in deep and be that honey badger? I don't know. You're the only one that can answer that. Man, do we face a lot of challenges. But remember, we hold more power than we know. You know what? If you don't like what woke Coke does or says, don't buy Coke. I have found a new, I am a Coke person. I love Coke. It is not good for you. I completely realize that. There is a better, healthier version um, alternative that I have found. It is called Zevia. They carry it at Kroger. I've seen it at Walmart. It has zero sugar. Um, it It is better than the diet sodas because it doesn't have um, the aspartame and it doesn't have Splenda. Um, it's more natural. So it's a very, very, very good alternative. They make a ginger ale, they make a cola, they make a cherry cola. Very, very good. But anyway, if you don't like what Coke says, don't buy it. If you don't like what Delta says, don't fly with them. And you know what? You can also reach out and contact them. It's quite possible to very nicely and calmly tell them why. Watch where you spend your money. Watch what your kids are learning. If something's missing, you can teach them. Watch what you watch on TV. I don't watch any local news. I don't watch any of the mainstream. I see the clips. The clips are fine. That's enough. That's enough for me. If I want to watch the news, I watch OAN. And I have my certain shows that I um, completely trust. I stick to them. I read a lot on my own. Look into it yourself. Don't watch the mainstream. Personally, I've cut out um, watching professional sports for the most part, the NFL, even NASCAR. And anybody that knew me knew I love racing. I love NASCAR. I have not watched a full race in a very long time. And what I have watched isn't because it's been, I've turned it on. I've been at my parents and they have it on, or I've been at Applebee's and it's been on the TV there. And I'm doing just fine. <laughs> We're all doing just fine. Um, and guess what? I'm not alone. Ratings are down, down. Professional sports and these companies need to learn to not get involved in politics, to not get involved in this woke um, cancel culture thing we have going on. You know what? Just play your sport. You get paid well to do it. Play your sport and stay out of it. And if you can't stay out of it, I'm not going to watch. And I've made that quite clear. And I'm not alone. We forget how powerful our well-spoken voice is. We forget that we control our spending. Be willing to go without some things. Refocus on what's important. You know, one example is, you know, we used to plan our vacation trips around NASCAR races, whether that was to um, Dover. We went to Dover several times. We've been to Martinsville several times. All of our trips were planned around that. Well, we have cut out NASCAR. So as an example, we that is um, how we decided to go to the Seaverville area in Tennessee and 
I mean, we just love it. We ha- we love the time we spend there. So yes, you cut out some things, but you find other things that are so much better. And you realize that it wasn't as important as you thought that it was. You know, we are the majority and we need to act like it. The 82 million so-called voters who set a record and elected Biden. Yeah, whatever. But they are invisible outside of the social media astroturf. (laughs) They're invisible outside of CNN. There are no lawn signs. Maybe in in the several months, you know, leading up to the last election and even today, I mean, I've seen only a handful of Biden bumper stickers. There are no lawn signs. There, there are no flags. They have no rallies. Well, I mean, unless you want to count the BLM and Antifa crap, but there, they are quite possibly, and very likely, the imaginary majority. Don't ever be anything less than what God made you. Please stop falling for all the constant race-baiting narratives. We are all God's children. Start acting like it. Just start, or if you're not now, if you're not now, start. But if you have already been standing up for what's right, keep doing it. Do not allow your experiences to break you. Use them to grow. Help others. Leave your mark. Never quit. In this Easter weekend, focus or refocus on a renewing of the mind, a renewing of the body and soul. Pray for strength. Pray for guidance. Pray for his help in determining what's best for you and your family. Pray for a new beginning, a fresh start. Soak up every minute with your family, your friends, your church family. And if if you have so many things on your plate that you don't have that peace about things, go to him. Take care of that. Draw closer to him than ever before. Jesus didn't die on the cross so you could live a comfortable, cushy, carefree life. Never promised that. He conquered death, hell, and the grave so that we don't have to spend an eternity in hell. Focus on him and not the storm. Have a blessed Easter, everybody.